Okay, reading from Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 to 9. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Well, hello again, everyone. It's great to be with you. Uh, My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity Northeast Church. We're really glad to have you here with us today uh, as we look at the Bible. I want to start by telling you uh, about a book as I was growing up, there was one book on my dad's bookshelf that I knew one day I just had to read. It was this one. It's called Heart of the Amazon. When I first noticed it, I was still quite a young fellow, and the book is about 200 pages, so I didn't get to read it straight away. But as I got older, maybe in the early teenagers, I thought, oh, I can read this. And I did. I read through it, and I've never forgotten it. It's a true story. Four guys go into the Amazon jungle... They get lost, only two of them come out. And once they get lost, the book details that there's just so much working against them. The obvious first problem is hunger. They've only packed a certain amount of food, and after a while it's all gone, and then the hunger begins. But it's not just that, there's all sorts of other things that the jungle throws up. There's a face-to-face encounter with a jaguar. There's a night where one guy is sleeping in his tent and thousands upon thousands of ants, they chomp their way through the tent, they chomp their way through his clothes and they start chomping into his body and he wakes up with thousands of ants on top of him. There's the day when they lose their shoes, which doesn't seem too bad at first, but three days later their feet are a complete mess. And if that's not enough, within the group... They start arguing amongst themselves. The guy who was supposed to know all about the jungle, the guy who was supposed to be leading the expedition, he turns out to be a bit of a shady character. He doesn't know as much as he made out. The guy in the group who was kind of a happy-and-go-lucky kind of fella, once you're in the midst of the jungle and it's stressful and nobody knows if they're going to make it out, he starts turning on everyone, blaming everyone, arguing with everyone. And it gets so bad to the point that the group... They should stick together, but they decide to go their separate ways. How do you survive something like that? How do you not just give up day after day, pushing your body beyond its limits? How do you give up? How do you not give up? The Philippian church is in a similar situation. No, there's no jungle in Philippi. But but Christian life for them. It seems like getting through the Christian life, surviving the Christian life, 
it's, it's going to be tough. They're not facing, oh, sorry, they are facing all sorts of opposition from the world around them. It's not jaguars and raging rivers, uh, but it's city officials and a general population that wants them to stop being a Christian. And then there's this internal division as well within the Philippian church. Those men in the Amazon went their separate ways. And the church here, it seems like it's a very real possibility. They could split up as well. How are they going to survive? How are they going to keep going? What's stopping them from just giving it all up? This has been one of the key themes of the letter that we've seen. Again and again, Paul has been urging the Philippian church to keep at it, to keep going, to stick at it. And today, we start to see Paul summing up the letter. This is part of his big conclusion. We just read verse 2 to verse 9, but just before that, in verse 1, this is what's said. Stand firm in the Lord. That's what Paul wants the church to do. To stand firm, not to give it up, but to stick at it. And the verses we're looking at today, from verse 2 to 9, we're going to see how Paul says to do that. There's five key things. How to stand firm, how to stick at it. Five key things. They're all starting with R. Some of them are a little bit more obvious than others. Uh, But it's important for us to hear this. It's important for us to hear this because if you're a Christian, I suspect you find it hard to be a Christian at times too. I suspect you find it hard to keep living it out, don't you? Or is that just me? There's the pressures of life. There's the pressures of society around us. And for some of us, we'll find there's Pressures inside the church that seem like they want to kick us out of the church. And it can make us feel like we just don't want to go on being a Christian. So how do we stick at it? It's important for us to hear from God's word today. So let's pray that we'd hear from him. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, we thank you that you speak to us. We thank you that your word, your voice to us is clear We pray that by your spirit now you'd be opening up our minds and our hearts to to listen to you, to, to hear what you have to say, to understand you. And we pray that as we do this, Father, that you'd be holding on to us, that you'd be stopping us from giving it up, that you'd help us stick at it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.